Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your NXT narrative. It's NXT narrative for March 22nd, 2022. We are 10 days away from NXT stand and deliver and tons of new news coming out of tonight's show. Brand new matches made for stand and deliver an adjustment to one of the main events. This was a good, good show for NXT 2.0. We'll jump right into things. So our opening contest right off the rip is Solo Sequoia taking on Roderick Strong for another spot in the North American Championship ladder match. And this first match was outstanding. And maybe a bit of a surprise here with Solo Sequoia getting the win. So it kind of makes me wonder what's next for Roddy. Uh, he's been taking a lot of losses lately. So hopefully he can rebound from this and continue to rain some, you know, raise some havoc down in NXT. Will this eventually mean maybe a call up to the main roster and maybe a refresh? Get him out of the diamond mind? I don't know. We'll see. But so Sequoia moving on, advancing into the ladder match. So we have three places checked off, two to go, and we will get our fourth one tonight. And we also got some an update on how that fifth spot will be will be given out so after that we moved on to tony d'angelo taking on dexter loomis and uh, tony d'angelo towards the end of this match trying to use the crowbar um to help him get ahead uh persia peralta was actually out there with Indy, uh, they were having a little bit of a uh, my man's better than your man conversation in the back. And it's like we're dealing with teenage teenage girls here. And it's it's kind of funny and it's also kind of annoying, but it is what it is. Uh, so Persia grabs the crowbar away from Tony D, uh, or at least at the same time so that he can't use it. But Tony uh, pulls on the crowbar and uh, Persia lets go. Crowbar swings and actually hits Dexter in the throat. Uh, and uh, the ref did not see it. So obviously no DQ. But Tony D'Angelo gets the win. Uh, so after they leave the ring, Tony D's still in the ring and he's effectively calling out Champa, uh, saying how he looks uh, looking for that. You know, that big fish, that big moment for him at Standard Delivered to really put his name, you know, in the upper echelon of NXT. But of course, Champa, not going to take this line down, comes out, attacks Tony D from behind, lays him out and says, if this is my last moments in NXT, he's going to make his own fairy tale ending. So... That match will be a lot of fun to watch. Very physical match. Uh, and I look forward to talking about that next week when we decide to make our picks for the Stand and Deliver pay-per-view. Uh, after that, 
We had women's action as Electra Lopez took on Fallon Henley. Uh, I like that they're starting to give Fallon more airtime outside of just being the bartender for Briggs and Jensen. Um, Briggs and Jensen were out at the mat out. Uh, at ringside uh, on her end, and obviously the rest of Legado de Fantasma was out there for Electra Lopez. Uh, Lopez looked incredible, both with her new gear and um, just how she performs in the ring. She's been doing putting in that work and doing real well. Uh, Fallon, this I think is maybe the a handful of times you've seen her in NXT. Uh, I believe she's been on uh, NXT Level Up as well. Um, that's another show I just I have not had time to check out. Um, I need to at some point. Uh, I, I really, really would like to see what what else ends up going on on that show. Uh, but for now, we'll just uh, we'll just go with what I see with NXT. She has potential, uh, so I can definitely see her definitely moving her way up the card. Sooner, I would say maybe rather than later. Uh, but Electra Lopez does get the victory here, even though Briggs Jensen and the rest of Legato, uh, minus Santos, uh, were fighting their way out, uh, just left the ladies by themselves, uh, and Lopez was able to get the victory. Uh, it looks like uh, Draco Anthony still being pursued by Joe Gacy. Gacy desperately wanting him to join uh, his inclusive group along with harland um i honestly really hope that he does at some point fall for that trip uh for that uh, trip but um joins gacy uh Zion quinn was actually uh, in the back uh with draco as draco's phone continued to blow up with messages um both video and you know phone calls from joe gacy uh, and Quinn basically tell him, you know what you have to do. So we might end up having ourselves a match between these two, and it would not surprise me if there was a stipulation that if Draco lost, he would have to join Gacy. So we'll see. After that, NXT, once again, for the first time in many years, has become glorious once again. Robert Roode had his old music, his old theme, his old entrance. It was a great time. It was certainly glorious. Uh, I've missed that song so much. Uh, it was Robert Roode taking on Braun Breaker in a warm-up for Braun's title match versus Dolph Ziggler at Sand and Deliver. Dolph was out at ringside as well. And, of course, during this match, Dolph tried to get himself involved Multiple times, the ref finally had enough and tossed the NXT champion out of the match, or at least out from ringside. Uh, there were multiple times where Robert Roode would invoke uh, the math, the mathematician himself, Scott Steiner, doing his elbow drop and push-ups. Uh, obviously, this did not sit well with Braun. Uh, Braun does end up getting the victory, but like I said, it's great to see Robert Roode actually looking really, really good in the ring. Um, I know, unfortunately, he's been kind of the fall man, which is fine. I mean, I guess it's it's where where he is at his uh, his career. He's been in the ring for a long time, so it hit at this point, it's his job to put over the young kids. And he does a great job at it. And this match with Braun really, really shows, A, that Robert Roode still got it, and B, that Braun 
looks ready for the big time. So even if he doesn't win against Dolph at Stand and Deliver, it would not surprise me if he immediately makes an impact uh, once he gets to the main roster. Uh, but speaking of, after this match, Braun does, like I said, get the victory. But Dolph attacks the big super kick to the face as Braun, not paying attention, turns around and just eats it. And Dolph in his face telling him that this is as close as you're going to get to this title coming back to you is that it's mine. I'm not giving it up until I choose to give it away. So this match is going to be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> we then go back to the back uh, and they show uh, the, the fearsome foursome uh, Dexter and Indy along with Persia and Duke and uh, Persia basically saying that, you know, Dexter couldn't get the job done, but Duke could beat anybody on this roster. Indy goes, Oh, <clears throat> anybody? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Turns over to Dexter and says, um, yeah, do your thing. Dexter grabs a Sharpie and, <clears throat> excuse me, starts going crazy on his board. And I was sitting there watching this going, all right, who's it going to be? And when he turns this around, it's Gunther. And I'm, I, I immediately just started laughing hysterically. I'm like, well, Duke's already dead. <laughs> Uh, but of course, for for Persia's sake, he's like, "Oh yeah, I can be Doug. I I can be Gunther. That's not a problem whatsoever." So they kind of walk off, and well, that match was made for later tonight, and uh, yeah, we'll get to that momentarily. Uh, but before that, we got to our next North American qualifying match for that ladder match at Stand and Deliver. It was Grayson Waller taking on a kid. And this match was another good match. Unfortunately, Grayson Waller gets the victory and is now in the match. After that, though, Carmelo Hayes uh, coming out stating that for the final match or the final qualifier, it will be a triple threat match between all the losers of those first three matches. So Cameron Grimes, Roderick Strong, and A-Kid will have one final chance to join this ladder match at Stand and Deliver. We also had another Chase U segment with another wonderful teachable moment. And this kid, I swear, I just love, <laughs> I love Andre Chase. I love the whole university shtick. I love that his, his pupil, his uh, number one student is now getting ultra aggressive and he will be challenging Von Wagner next week. So this should be uh, a lot of fun. I hope that the kid gets the job done. Uh, after that, we had tag team action as the Creed Brothers took on the Grizzled Young Veterans. And it was another victory for the Creed Brothers. I feel bad for uh, for GYV because they've been on a massive losing streak as of late. And uh, I really feel like they need something done to, to turn them around. Uh, they were a great tag team over in NXT UK, but they come over here and they just can't seem to get the job done. It's it's rather upsetting. Um, I want to see them do well because I, I really like their I really like them as a tag team. But going back to the Creed Brothers, um, once they were celebrating in the ring with the rest of the Diamond Mind, they uh, were interrupted by a message on the Titantron. This group or team has destroyed the diamond mine training area spray painting everything and texting that you know 
Uh, they're going to come and destroy them, but we don't know who this is. There's lots of speculation on who might have been the team that attacked um, the Creed brothers, but we don't know who it is. A lot of people are thinking it might be MSK, and honestly, I think that would be very interesting. But MSK seems to be focused right now on Imperium, so it might be a new debuting team. And if that's the case, then I think that would be a great way to get this going. So we'll see what happens. After that, it's killing time. <laughs> Gunther versus Duke Hudson. And um, let's just say that my chest hurts after this match. There was one chop. I mean, there were several chops by Walter, but there was one chop by Walter that hit so perfectly that it sounded like a gunshot went off and the crowd exploded. It was incredible. Duke's chest looked like it was about to cave in and explode at the same time. They showed pictures of it after the match and he's all speckled and it's just glorious. Walter clearly getting the win. I'm sorry, Walter. Whoa, whoa. Can't say that name anymore. Gunther gets the win in this match. And he's immediately grabbing a mic and stating that he has an issue with LA Knight, who immediately comes out to the ring. And as he was about to talk, Gunther shuts him up, tells him, your mouth gets you into these matches but the rest of you cannot get the job done you can't win the big one you can't win championships you're effectively just all mouth and la Knight's like all right well i was going to use my mouth to challenge you for a match and stand to deliver but instead i'll do it this way and he attacks uh gunther and the rest of imperium attack him which causes them like i say msk to come out to the ring and start fighting off imperium all three of them then attack Gunther and get him out of the ring, and they are all standing tall. And then a new match was created for Stand and Deliver. Gunther will be taking on LA Knight, and I, I just have this feeling this one could be one of those matches that steals part of the night. Could be, could be a very good, very, very good match. And uh, or as the kids say this these days, this match can very much slap. And I mean that pun for obvious reasons. <laughs> but our main event of the evening tonight was the finals of the Women's Dusty Classic, as it was Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai taking on Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray in a great match. Many times I actually thought Wendy Chu and Dakota might take this, but... In the very end of things, EO and Kaylee Ray do win the Dusty Classic. So congratulations to them. However, before things can really get going, the Toxic Attraction comes out, gets in the ring, and Mandy immediately starts to... What's the word I want to use here? She backhandedly congratulates EO and Kaylee Ray for the victory, but stating that if you think you're going to be toxic attraction for the tag titles you got another thing coming and kaylee ray has a mic and she's like you know what you're right we don't want the tag champs we want to destroy toxic attraction and the main way you do that is to go after that she points to the nxt women's championship mandy's just like kind of dumbfounded by this and eo said you said you would take challenges from any woman at any time and kaylee ray's going we're going to cash in our championship opportunity, but instead 
are going for the tag titles. We're coming for the NXT Women's Championship. So our main event, probably, or one of the main events. Honestly, I would rather have this be the main event, but that's, that's just besides the point. It will most likely, they haven't made an announcement that it's, that it's actually going to happen, but obviously we all know what's going to. It's going to be a fatal four-way now for the NXT Women's Championship as Mandy Rose will defend her title title not only against Cora Jade, but now against Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. That match is going to be ridiculous. I kind of feel bad for Cora. I, I, I really thought Cora might get the win here. Now with Io and Kaylee Ray in the mix, I don't know. I don't know. I... <sighs> Part of me feels like maybe Mandy will retain now. I don't know. But this was a fun, fun episode of NXT 2.0. A great way to end this show tonight. Uh, it added a whole new level of intrigue for Stand and Deliver. So I look forward to next week when they do their go-home show uh, to see you know what else they can throw at us before this, for this uh, premium live event. Uh, but guys, that's it for the show tonight. As always, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you guys. Uh, if you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. Uh, you could find us on Facebook at Ship It Above the Ring. You could find us on Instagram as underscore Above the Ring. And you could find us on uh, YouTube as Above the Ring. Um, you can find myself pretty much everywhere if you want to follow me at Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If you guys are listening on one that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from above the ring. Again, my name is Scott, and I appreciate you guys so much once again for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. (laughs) WrestleMania week is next week. 12 straight days of wrestling content coming at you from multiple, multiple organizations. We're not even counting the probably 100 plus smaller indie federations that will be down in Dallas. Um, we will not be in Dallas. We will be at our normal homes covering all this stuff for you guys as much as we can. Um, it'll be a lot of fun looking forward to it. Uh, but obviously, guys, most importantly, please do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.